0: I remember so well now the way we all waited and watched to see if scientists would develop a vaccine for COVID-19. I mean when COVID-19 first hit when the pandemic first began, it seemed impossible. You know, there'd never really been a vaccine for a coronavirus and it seemed like they it, it seemed you couldn't think that they would develop a vaccine that quickly. I remember of course when the vaccine was developed all of a sudden all of us were signing up, waiting to figure out if we could get one, where we could get it. It was um you know, it was an exciting time. And there was always trepidation about it too. I mean, this was a brand new vaccine and it was being rolled out fast. It was being rolled out everywhere. Um, There were questions about which one you should take. So there were a lot of concerns about it. As it turns out, about 86 million doses have been administered in Canada alone at this point, 11.9 billion doses worldwide, according to the latest stats. And reported side effects have been exceptionally rare, according to Health Canada. Um, There have been about 9,500 serious adverse reactions to the vaccine, and that's about 0.01% 0.01% overall. But it does happen. And it happened to Ross Whiteman, a uh, BC realtor and dad who received the AstraZeneca vaccine and developed a rare neurological disorder known as Guillain-Barré syndrome. Barré syndrome, rather. Uh, he's also one of the first in the country to be compensated under something known as the Vaccine Injury Support Program. And he joins me now. Ross, thanks so much for your time tonight.
1: Thanks for having me, Ben. Appreciate it.
0: I, I was just thinking back about when I was getting ready to talk to you. and I was thinking about those days just before leading up to getting the vaccine, and just how I think how you know everyone was a bit apprehensive, but also really excited to get it done because it felt like it was going to be the key to freedom. How did you feel about it in those weeks leading up to to going for your first shot?
1: Yeah, more more or less the same. Um, uh, just ready to you know move on with life, and this was the way to go. Uh, we were told and made an informed decision at the time just based on, on some of the stuff happening. And, and, you know, when when my number came up, I uh, booked myself in at a local pharmacy and, and off I went. So when did you
0: get the impression or when, how quickly before, when you started to realize that maybe something wasn't right?
1: It was 10 days after that uh, we just had a a Mother's Day family baseball game and uh with the the kids, there's four young kids in the family and between, you know, my sibling and I and uh that night I woke up with um quite severe back pain and into my into my hamstrings and that's kinda when when things started to go sideways and, and I knew something was up. It it took me, you know, a few days to kind of realized that um, it was vaccine-related.
0: Or that something was... So so how did that work? Wait, you, you, you go to the hospital, or, or what, what, uh, what happened next?
1: Yep, I made a few trips. So uh, I went to the eMERGE three times in total with uh, severe back pain, and um, no other symptoms at the time. I was treated just with pain medication and anti-inflammatories and and really, none of those were able to to manage the pain at all. So I, I more or less went better part of four days sleepless and just dealing with the, this Jeez. extreme um, discomfort. And finally, on a Saturday, started to have some facial tingling and facial paralysis, uh, which is when I went to the emerge for the fourth time. My wife drove me, and uh, that's when things started to happen pretty quick. You know, when you when you start to present with symptoms like that it shuts off some alarm bells so you
0: know ross a good friend of my mom's uh developed uh, a barre syndrome a few years ago so i have a bit of an idea yep. of just how bad it is but but and i guess it and it depends on the case as well but did you had you had you heard of it before did you know what it was no
1: nope, never heard of it no. so when no. when the when the doctor uh you know, after they did blood work and some scans and and a lumbar puncture, they kind of came in and said, this is what, you know, the neurologists that were consulting thinks you have and, and we're going to start to treat you. So, um, nope, I'd never heard of it in my life. So, uh, I wish I hadn't, Yeah, but here I am and just trying to make the best of a bad situation. So
0: you spent uh, a significant amount of time in hospital in the early days
1: yeah so uh sixty seven days in total i was i was treated um you know the first night i was admitted with uh intravenous immunoglobin therapy which basically just um tries to reverse your body's immune system from attacking um the nerves which is you know essentially what guillaume barre does um yeah. I was transferred to Kelowna General Hospital from Vernon and for, I guess, a total of about 17 days. I was hospitalized in total the beginning, and I was discharged. Uh, and I came home for 10 days and then and then had a, a relapse, um, my second relapse. I actually ended up having three, three kind of events altogether before um, I had a, a plasma exchange. And uh, that's kind of when I finally was able to kind of get get a hold and get the better of um, the reaction, and then focus on you know rehab and and healing the nerves, which is very 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 slow. So it's uh, I was paralyzed for a while and and full facial paralysis, and you know it affected my vision, stomach, heart. You know, to this day, I still can't move my toes or ankles. So, uh, literally, every inch of my body, from head to toe.
0: I mean, it sounds, it, you know, it, and, and you're still you're still recovering, right? I mean, this is a, and and you're an, you're a really active guy. I mean, you are two kids. You're you know, a realtor. You know, worked out. I mean, this was a. This must have been a complete shock to the system, obviously.
1: Yeah, it's uh you know I've been healthy my whole life and I've never had, never had anything like this happen to me before. So it's been, it uh, absolutely has been a challenge. And um, you know I'm thankful that I was healthy and fit going into it. And it's you know this (laughs) although a different type of training and a different purpose. Obviously uh, originally it was just for maintenance and now it's trying to get myself back to where or some version of what it was before, but um much of my life now is all oriented around, you know, rehabilitation and trying to get stronger. So uh and it's yeah, been
0: more it's than a grind. more than a year been more than a year now, right? More or less?
1: Yep. It's been uh it has been you know what? It's been 13 months to the day since since the day. Uh, my symptoms started so and a uh, long way to go still.
0: When did you first I mean you said you mentioned that pretty early on said had a, you had a suspicion that probably the only thing that had happened to you of late was was the vaccine. Wh- when did you start to figure out that 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 may be the cause and when did you get confirmation of that?
1: We you know we had a suspicion that that is what caused it just I tried to stay away from Dr. Google because, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you're vulnerable in the hospital, it's, I just tried to just focus on pain management, dealing with that. But um, that was really the only thing that, that you know, when my wife was looking at it that, that came up. You know, I hadn't had any sort of other virus or bug or um, food poisoning or bacteria. Uh, you know, I was a healthy you know within days of of that happening so we had an idea um some of the doctors and neurologists we chatted with um mentioned that that's probably the cause the the neurologist that was consulted in Kelowna when I was initially um Admitted in Vernon, I would I would later meet him when I was transferred to Kelowna, and he obviously there's not a lot of Guillain-Barre people around, so mm-hmm. he remembered me and said, uh, you know, yep, I remember getting the call, back pain, facial paralysis, vaccine, um, it's probably barre so um, just because he had, I I believe he was aware of a few other cases merging around the world, so. I'm pretty grateful that I was able to get a diagnosis quickly because lots of people don't.
0: Right. Uh, I'm speaking with Ross Whiteman. He's a BC realtor. Dad, one of the first in the country to be compensated under something known as the vaccine injury program. And it has to do with an AstraZeneca vaccine he received, uh, a little over 13 months ago, as he was mentioning. And it resulted, we believe, in, uh, barre syndrome. It's a neurological, rare neurological disorder. He's been explaining, uh, just how debilitating it can be. After this, we'll talk a bit more just about the support that you've been getting or not getting, uh, the compensation program and just, your, you know, we know, this is a very, political and polarizing subject at time. And just, I was curious about how you've been navigating that part of it as well. And we'll get to all of that after this. Ross Whiteman is our guest this half hour. He's speaking to us from Lake Country in BC's Okanagan Valley. Ross is one of the first in this country to be compensated under something known as the Vaccine Injury Program after developing a rare neurological disorder shortly after receiving the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine uh, just over a year ago now. Um, You know, One of the things that the Vaccine Injury Program has meant to signify is that if you're doing this as a public good, if you're getting vaccinated because it's good for everybody, if anyone is injured by it, they should be taken care of. Uh, was that an easy system to navigate? Do you fe- did you feel like you got the support that you needed once once you you fell once you developed a syndrome? Uh,
1: no, no, uh, <laughs> I didn't think so. No, <laughs> um, I'll explain. Not in in the beginning. It was a pretty pretty. Humberson program to navigate, I guess. Um, you know, I owe my wife a lot of credit on many, many aspects, but uh, <laughs> she she basically got it all started herself because I was in no shape to do uh, anything really. So, um, you know, started with getting the application done with our help of our doctor Um mm-hmm. it, it, Medical records being requested from i 'll just refer to the program as a visp um, from all the hospitals that I uh, visited during my my injury um, which took takes time obviously quite quite a few uh, doctors had seen me over those sixty seven days um, they ended up pulling three years i believe it was of hospital records to I guess rule out any any type of um pre existing health conditions um we started our application in June, I believe it was, which was quite quick um, We had a lot of difficulty getting any sort of um, oh dependable right. or uh communication or response you know phone calls right, of course would yeah. be bounced uh EMails would be found to various different caseworkers and it wasn't until about February when I first went to public with my frustration that um we have a caseworker that's been good since
0: so it was in fact, and when was it settled exactly when did you when did you finally find out that in fact it had been recognized under this program?
1: um I believe it was about two weeks ago today I think that that right. we got the letter so um we I are guess it does, yeah yeah Sorry. go
0: ahead, yeah sorry, I was gonna go, go ahead ahead, finish your sentence, sorry about that,
1: no, just so they 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 told me that I was the first person to to receive that letter, correlating the two and uh with a you know a lump sum payment um we're we're appealing that process now um so we've, we're kind of entering into round two, I guess, so right. We'll, we'll see where this goes.
0: I mean, when people ask you but I mean, you must have family and friends, you know, vaccinations have been pretty, hasn't been too controversial in this country, but there's, you know, people have their opinions. How do people react when you tell them what's happened to you? Uh, you know, does it, does it prompt conversations that you'd rather not be having given you're really focused on recovering and and how do you look at vaccines overall?
1: No, I'm happy to have conversations that that's one thing I've enjoyed in a way is, is uh talking to to more people about their experiences and and support and their frustrations i mean to be totally honest with you i would say 9 times out of 10 when my injury comes up with someone it's mostly always followed by they have a friend or a family member that's been dealing with you know a uh, myocarditis or other um serious neurological issues or or something that they're struggling to find a diagnosis for or, you know, vertigo or whatnot. So it's it's uh, I'm a bit of a lightning rod for the conversation. I, I'm sure. but, I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Especially with some I mean, of the hardware I wear. But uh, it's yeah. uh, unfortunately um, I think I don't I don't know if people realize how common it is or how many of them are being reported at this point
0: yeah i mean i mean i guess we can look at the statistics of i mean your your proof that uh that uh that there are always exceptions to every to every norm right um what do you how do you feel about vaccines in general now i mean how do you feel overall about them? i'm sure you get asked this too
1: yeah i do um you know at this point i haven't had to face another one i'm I'm obviously not getting another one um the medical health officer in british columbia um early on reviewed my incident and and found no reason i i shouldn't get another uh dose which uh, i politely declined but um i'm certainly not uh against vaccination and i don't don't like the term anti-vax i find that a very uh not do whether it's derogatory or not, but stereotype, I'm just, I'm not an advocate or advocating people to go get a COVID-19 vaccination. I, I just hear too many stories. So as far as, you know, childhood stuff, I I don't think we're too worried about that with our kids coming up.
0: Yeah, you can do that. So what? What now? I mean, you're just trying. I, I mean, I, I, I've, I've seen some of the videos. I guess you're just really trying. Yeah. I mean, what does a good day look like? You're just trying to get yourself back on your feet, literally.
1: Yeah. What's a good day? That's a, a good question. A good day now is when you know I get to get outside and go for a walk, or, or you know, I just have recently been able to to kind of kick around a soccer ball with my with my kids and and throw a baseball forward again that's not going backwards because of my wrist strength so it's slow i mean the the nerves generated a millimeter a day um you know back in in january i just started walking two or three feet in my living room and and more or less falling on my couch and then now i can go for you know a 40 minute slow pokey walk so um that's a good day for me. Um, I'm generally pain-free now with uh, quite a bit of, of uh, nerve n- nerve medication that I'm taking, nerve pain medication. So that's, uh, in a nutshell, that's a good day for me. So,
0: Well, I'm glad to hear you're able to kick the soccer ball around. Summer's coming. It's always nice and hot yep. in the Okanagan, so it's good to be outside with the kids, I'm sure. And I'm sure they, they look forward to having you around to be able to do those things again.
1: Yep. Absolutely. That, that's my that's my drive, that's my motivation. Um staying positive and, and just showing them um you know what what I'm capable of and 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 how to make the best of the of the situation and, and hopefully, you know, be a good example for them. So well, Ross,
0: I, I wish you a speedy, a speedier recovery, and and uh, and good luck with everything that lies ahead. I know this is not an easy one to recover from. I've seen it with my mom's friend as well. It's it's a challenge. Yeah. and I wish you the best, the best of luck.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, Ben. Thank you.